0: Jewish Audio on Chabad.org Rambam, Mishneh Torah, Hilchais Maser Sheni Veneter, The laws of the second tithe and the fourth year produce Pedek Shvi, chapter 7, moving right along We learned earlier, based upon verses in the Torah where it talks about the halacha, the law of Maeser Sheini, that the farmer sets aside produce, 10% of his produce, which is called the second tithe, and takes the produce to Jerusalem and has to eat it and consume it in Jerusalem. But the produce is probably not going to survive until he goes to Jerusalem. So there's what's called Pijain. He redeems the produce from money and takes the money to Jerusalem. <clears throat> now we learn a scenario where Aleph won payais Hanil Kochis Bekesef Mysershani. What if somebody has the money, the currency, the funds? meaning, he had produce, he redeemed the produce, transferred the sanctity to the money, and then, for whatever reason, which we can't understand, he went and bought produce when he wasn't ready to. Because you're supposed to buy produce in Jerusalem. He bought produce in Chicago. He says, (laughs) And then he realizes, what am I kidding? By the time I get to Jerusalem the produce is gonna rot. Let me exchange it for money again. No, that doesn't work. Because it only works the first time around. You take produce and exchange it for money. You don't buy produce with the money and then exchange it for money again. There's only one exception Elim Kenitmu Biavatum if it became exposed to a serious Biblical impurity. Then you redeem it for money because you can't eat impure Masashani. But unless that occurred, then the produce itself purchased for the Masashani money should be brought up and consumed in Jerusalem. Better yet, don't buy any produce until you get to Jerusalem. Base So here we find something very interesting. Zechimer, Bilikuach, Bekesif, Maicerami Pedas, and atzman. Usually in life and in law, especially in Torah law, the original situation is more severe than the outgrowth, and the byproduct. Here you have a situation where the original produce which was set aside by the farmer as Meister Shaney that could be redeemed and exchanged for money, no problem. But then, when you buy produce with the money which was exchanged for the original produce, that second produce cannot be exchanged for money. That means that the second produce, which is really, was really not essentially Maish it only took on Maish becomes holier or more restricted than the original produce. And the Rambam says here in Halacha 2, this is a phenomenon. Zechomer, it's interesting that there is a stringency, the bekes of miser, with that which was purchased for meiser sheni money, paid us miser atzvam, than the miser fruits itself. Now we learned earlier that if the produce became defiled with a serious biblical defilement, then and only then can it be redeemed. However, v'imnitma nitma what if it was defiled with a minor or rabbinic form of impurity, and we're going to have ample opportunity to learn very detailed laws of impurity when we get there. But in this case, it was only defiled with a rabbinic type impurity, which is called an offspring or a secondary source of impurity. Then, because it's only a rabbinic form of impurity... Biblically, it's not even impure. But rabbinically, there's a decree that it is impure. So the only solution is, then you can redeem it. You have to redeem it. And it should be eaten in Jerusalem. And then the Mishashenic sanctity carries over to the money. So you have the best of all worlds. Why can you eat it? You can eat it because, number one, it's not Meisr Shani anymore because it was redeemed. Number two, the entire prohibition was only a rabbinic prohibition. Gimel, now the question is, we're going to deal with what can be purchased with Meisr Shani money in Jerusalem and what cannot be purchased. So far, all we learned is that what can be purchased is food, drink, and anointing oil, and we cannot purchase anything else now we get into the nitty gritty details ain Neil we should not we may not purchase with my funds el only food, what kind of food shagidullah minor it 's food that grows from the ground because there's actually a verse that says when asato ha-kesef, you shall spend the money asher upon, and you can spend the money on anything that your heart desires that's what we call a klal a general statement on cattle and sheep I think the rest of the verse is wine and beer and anything your heart desires. So the rule is that we're limited to items similar to those items specked out, which is Gidullah of Minorat, stuff that grows from the ground or is nurtured by the ground, like cattle and sheep. A Giduli Gidullah of Minorat, or that which comes from that which is nurtured from the ground. For example, Ha Here he has the verse, Babokar, O Batsein, cattle and sheep, O Bayayyin, O Vashachar, and wine and beer. These are all growing from the ground, or that which emanates from that which grows from the ground. So we have, although, as I pointed out, livestock does not grow from the ground, but they derive their nurture by pasturing on the earth. Lafiqo therefore what are the things we cannot buy with meiser chani money ain and we may not purchase because of meiser with the money of meiser mayim water water does not grow from the ground omelach or salt kimeyam ufitriyos or truffles and mushrooms which grow from the air lafisha ain giduleyam min because they do not Grow from the ground. They don't have roots, they don't deserve they don't derive their nurture from the earth. <speaking in Hebrew> we can also not buy produce still attached to the ground. We have to only buy detached or harvested produce. <speaking in Hebrew> or we cannot purchase produce that cannot be brought. To Jerusalem, in other words, it'll spoil on the way. That also cannot be bought fish and dame the bucket because it's not similar to cattle and sheep. Because cattle and sheep, you can take it to Jerusalem and it won't spoil. And therefore, five as an outgrowth of that hadvash honey, vhabetsim and eggs, hecholov and milk. Can you buy these with ma'aser money? The answer is yes. As they used to say back when I was a kid, positively. That's better than absolutely. Why? Because they're like cattle and sheep. Even though they don't grow directly from the ground, they are that which grows from that which grows on the ground. Where does honey come from? Bees. Where do bees get the honey from? Pollen and flowers. in flowers in, in stuff that grows from the ground. So the honey is derived from that which grows from the ground. Where do eggs come from? The egg section in the supermarket. Before that, where does it come from? Chickens. Where does milk come from? Soybeans. No, I'm just kidding. A cow. And where does the cow get its nurture? So all of these are okay to purchase my sarshani from. I guess you couldn't buy uh, the, the, what we call the coffee rich, mocha mix. Maybe you could. It comes from soy. Hot mud. What about mud? Which is a mixture of water and grapes. What they used to do is they would add water to the sediments at the bottom of the barrel. And it would create new second-level wine. Actually, so, Hechmets while it's still fresh, ain't a because You can't purchase it with mice money. kamayim because it's too watery. Omisha Hechmetz, once it becomes vinegar, nilkah it may be bought. Why? Because vinegar is a food. It's like wine and it's like beer. Wine vinegar. What if he bought it before it became vinegar and then it became vinegar? So that's fine too. Now, we learned earlier that you can put water on the dregs of of the wine bower and sometimes it becomes wine or grape juice. When does it apply that you cannot use the water that's mixed with the dregs, because it's only water. Bin nosan shlesha if he put three measures of water, o mi and he has less than four measures of liquid, which means he didn't get very much, But if he put three measures of water, v'heitzi arba, and he brought forth four measures of this liquid, that means that the Dregs of the wine, the leftover grapes and everything else, produced 25% new liquid. Then it's considered like mixed wine, and it can be purchased with miser money. So what we learned so far is that anything that grows or is nurtured from the ground can be purchased for maser money. What cannot be purchased is water, salt, and stuff like that. What about ve zrodin What about buds from branches and carob trees? Before they become sweet, they can't be purchased because they're not edible. But after they become sweet, they can be purchased with ma'asheh money. Avo but haluf, loof, a subspecies of the onion family, the hardel and mustard, the tarmoisin and vetch, ushar kol and other types of pickled stuff. Bain mishiyam whether they are already sweet. B'ein shadlayim tiku nilkachem they may be purchased. Va'aker nilkach. Bekesef Maser and Palm Hearts, Hearts of Palm, may be purchased with my money. Hakar Kameokah, but saffron, S A F R O N may not be purchased. It's a spice. Shein El Lamara, because it's only food coloring and has no substance. Anything that gives aroma or mare or gives Appearance, the and taste. Hail the ainon lachilaguf being that they don't give any nutrition el the and they just add taste like a spice. Ainon kocham because of meiser. Spices should not be purchased for miser money. The therefore besomim various spices, we yeah, are and pepper. The Akasht, Vahiltis, and Kustus and Khiltit, the Khalia safflower, the Khao Kayatsubailo, and all of the similar products ain't on because the maissa should not be purchased with mice money. Why? Because they are spices, so it's interesting. When somebody goes shopping in Jerusalem with Maisashini money, he has a list of stuff he can use Maisashini money for, and then he has to do another checkout at the counter and spend his own cash for the stuff that can't be purchased, like spices. Yud, Ashebes, Anis, E. A-N-I-S-E if it, if it means putting taste in a pot we learned earlier that that doesn't count okay, it's about if you're going to make a dip out of this the dip itself is eaten it may be purchased because of my sir what if he mixed water and salt so we learned earlier water cannot be purchased salt cannot be purchased with miser money but if you mixed oil into it usually the oil we speak of olive oil suddenly the salt and the water and the oil becomes like a brine we will serve no brine before it's time you can purchase it with miser money what about the fact wait a minute there is water and there is salt, which we said earlier cannot be. It's okay. Omavlia Dmei Amayim Here, the water and the salt costs become swallowed up in the cost of the oil because it's a secondary product to a primary dish or, or, or entity. So the w- water and salt become subordinated to the oil to the extent that you can actually purchase it with maestro money. Now comes an interesting law. <clears throat> We've talked extensively earlier about truma. Truma is Kohain's food. Only the Kohain and those he supports can eat truma. His immediate family... And so on. So the question is, what if this farmer who comes with my Sashani money, what if he's a Kohen? Can he spend it on Truma? We learned earlier that the price for Truma is a lower price. It's all supply and demand. There isn't that much demand for Truma. So they had Truma stores that were cheaper than regular stores. So he says, "Listen, I only have so much ma'aser sheni. I want to go buy truma. I and my guests were calling him. No problem. The halacha is in Yud Aleph in eleven. Ain't like and truma is because of ma'aser. One may not purchase truma with ma'aser money. Pourquoi? Why? Because doing so." It limits the eating of both the truma and the second tithe, and we don't want to limit something that's already limited. Why? How does it limit it? (laughs) Who may eat trumah? We learned earlier only a Kohen, and even a Kohen has to be ritually pure. And if he became impure, he has to immerse in a mikveh, and he has to wait until the sun sets. That's a lot of requirements. Yet, a mourner may eat truma. Truma can be eaten anywhere, even in Pacoima, even in Tel Aviv. And miser may be eaten by aliens, not from Mars, but non-Koanim. We learned earlier that the miser could be eaten by somebody who became impure who went to the mikveh, it does not have to wait until the sunset. Only the Kohen for the truma has to wait until the sun sets. But the Meiser farmer does not have to wait until the sun sets. The Aser, the and Meiser is prohibited for a mourner. The Einen, Echel, Albi, Sholeim, and Meiser is limited. can only be eaten in Jerusalem. So therefore, you are limiting both the experience of Meiser and truma. You're adding limitations both to the Meiser and the Truma. Therefore, do not spend your miser money on Truma. Now, the classical purchase of Meiser money, as the Mishnah discusses and, and others, the classical purchase of Meiser money is animals for the purpose of peace offerings. The uh, farmer, the Jew would go bring an animal peace offering. The vast majority of the animal is eaten by the owner and his guests. The Kohen gets some as well. So that's a wonderful source of expenditure for mice of Shehny, a, regu- a wonderful cause. And it also gives you meat. And who doesn't want to serve meat that they are It's a wonderful thing. So he says now in 12 Lake him Behema purchasing an animal for peace offerings that's the that's appropriate. why peace offerings, because peace offering is the is an offering that could be eaten to Israelite by Israelites as well. The peace offering, one of the reasons it's called peace offering, is because it brings peace to the altar, because some of it's burnt on the altar, although very little. It brings peace to the Kohen, because he gets a peace. And it brings peace to the owner who gets the majority. <speaking> There was a time that people would purchase animals with the money of second tithe and instead of bringing it as a sacrifice to the Beis HaMikdash, they would have a local sholchet in Yerushalayim, slaughter it as a non-sacrifice. Why would they do that? In order to cause the Maeser funds and the animals it purchases to, and this is a poetic word, escape the altar experience. Why would they want to escape the altar experience? Because that way the Kohain would not get his part, and they'd have more for their own guests. It was an economic decision. However... Gauze, Rubez, and there came a time that the court decided that this is a shanda for the neighbors. Not nice. A Jew comes to Jerusalem and is uh, is hesitant to bring a sacrifice because the Kohen's going to get some. (laughs) Heh! So our sages decreed that if you're going to buy a domesticated animal, which is fit for sacrifice, it should only be brought as sacrifice. And that took care of that. However, they still permitted a wild animal, such as a deer, from which you get venison. They could do that, and deer are never offered on the altar. This the Shahat Kucht, or birds, birds, chickens, ducks, geese, Atchka. none of this is ever brought on the altar. Shein and the Shloman, because they are not fit for peace offerings. But the domesticated animal, our sages decreed, no more, only sacrifices and link and is because of Are you allowed to buy food from the sabbatical year? With mycer money, the answer is no. Because as we know, and this is observed even today in Israel, when it's when you're eating produce from the sabbatical year, you can't dispose of even the pit of a plum if it's sabbatical year produce it's holy i had an experience where i was eating in somebody's house in israel and they gave me a plum to eat and then I, I i i finished the plum and i want to spit out the pit so what do i know i'm from new jersey so i want to take the pit and throw it in the garbage and he says no and he shows me a bag a taped near the sink this is where you put the the, the, the shemitah pit because it's holy and we bury it. Oh, unbelievable. So, this is what he's saying here. Don't buy Shemitah produce from my food because you're obligated to destroy it rather than just throw it away when it's over. What if somebody didn't listen? He bought water and salt, which we said earlier, you shouldn't. Or he bought attached, unharvested produce, which we said we shouldn't. <inaudible> he bought produce that couldn't reach Jerusalem without rotting. <inaudible> so the law is that the meiser money did not acquire these products. <inaudible> Even though the money is now considered... Mundane money, but still the fruit is not, the produce is not considered holy produce, and that is because the law was violated. Instead, he has to eat an equivalent amount in Jerusalem, keeping all the laws. We learned earlier that we should not purchase produce outside Jerusalem with the funds of Miser. The reason we take funds is so we can take the funds and bring the funds to Jerusalem and purchase. B'shege, what if he did it inadvertently? He made a mistake. Caif and I guess he saw a big sale. Duty-free. <laughs> he was in the airport. He saw some duty-free stuff. The sale is invalidated by halacha. We force the seller to return the funds. And in the funds, once again, become funds. If he did it intentionally, then Yahloah paid us. Let him take the produce. And let him eat it in Jerusalem, even though it's not fresh, because by the time he gets to Jerusalem, it's going to be a little bit. Uh, it's a Migdash, what if there's no base on Migdash we learned earlier? It's a problem. What do we do in the earliest earliest Halochas? the very beginning of the Rambam's Haloch and Mai what do you do when there's no base on Migdash? Ya nichemakshei there's nothing you could do but leave it until it rots. We also don't purchase an animal with Ma'aser money outside of Yerushalayim. You should purchase the animal in Yerushalayim. and if he did, b'sheigeg, accidentally, inadvertently, yachzid adomim and the money should be returned. But B'meizid, intentionally, he's penalized that he has to schlep this animal to Jerusalem main migdash, what if there's no on migdash? There's nothing to do. You let the animal live until it dies, and then t'koveri ve'eda, and then it and its skin are buried. No benefit can be had because it's sheni, and there's no on migdash. Yud zayin lakachavad nebikakosu What if he bought other items forbidden to be purchased with sheni currency, like servants? He bought real estate. He bought unkosher animals. These are all inappropriate purchases with my money. Bein Bemazed, whether he did so intentionally. Bein b'shegig, or he did so inadvertently. Im barach What if the seller disappeared, the seller ran away? So you have no seller to effect a return. A cancellation of sale, now there's no choice. What are you going to do with the, the servants you bought? What, are you going to eat them in Jerusalem? <laughs> you don't eat servants. What are you going to do with the real estate you bought? What are you going to do with the non-kosher animal? There's no choice but to go to Jerusalem and eat of one's own funds the value of the mistake. This is the rule. Anything that was spent on objects which are not edible and drinkable and anointable of my money, and the seller disappeared, so the transaction cannot be invalidated. The seller died. The only choice now is to expend one's own funds for the same amount and eat other produce in Jerusalem. But if the seller was still around and alive, then we just cancel the sale. Halacha, Jewish law, forcibly suspends and cancels the sale. And the money is returned to its source. So also if somebody inadvertently brought burnt offerings or sin offerings or guilt offerings from Meiser money, which is forbidden... Because he's discharging one obligation with another obligation. kenegdon, and he can't eat of it. It's, it's, it's problems all around. But it can't be undone, so he can spend equal funds and eat the value of regular produce. What if he went and bought a wild animal, like a deer, with the intent of sacrificing it, and we know that nobody ever sacrifices a deer. It's forbidden. Well, behem the Psar ta'ivor, he bought a domestic animal to be killed, to be slaughtered by a shochet, Not to bring up as a sacrifice, which our sages said one shouldn't. So here's two situations where he bought it with an intent, intent, which is an inappropriate intent. The intent to bring a deer on the altar. The intent to... Use a, an animal in a non holy sacrifice way. Then the application would be it's the same, he says, as if he used the Maiser money and he bought an ox for plowing. You don't buy an ox for plowing for Maiser money. So it's absurd. So this was the absurd as well. Meaning, the purchase never happened. He didn't purchase the shlomim. However, if he purchased an animal, a domestic animal for a peace offering, and then it became blemished, the blemish removes the sanctity of the tithe from it. So now he has no choice but to redeem it. But here, technically... The money is not maisr, nevertheless, it should be treated like maiser that in if he himself redeems it, he even has to even has to add a fifth in value. what if somebody consecrates money from the second tithe for peace offerings shlamim. then the peace offering consecration is not effective because the sanctity of Shlomim does not hold on the sanctity of Maman gabayahu, because the miser already belongs to God. If he used the miser himself for Shlomim, <coughs> he does not purchase Shlomim. Now this is a seemingly <coughs> very confusing teaching, because we learned earlier that it's the best expenditure. So he says... That here we're speaking about a situation where the person designated the money to be used for Shlomim, but doesn't do it yet. And the Rambam says it's not effective. So that it's not like a pledge. It should not be be dealt with like a pledge to Shlomim. But of course, one of the best expenditures of Maishashenim money is Shlomim. How? You go and buy the Shlomim the closing paragraph of this chapter. Ha'oichel <laughs> ma'iser if somebody eats second-tithe produce. As everyday produce, I feel amazed that even intentionally, not only does he make a mistake and do it, but even if he intentionally does it, impeirah sam'iser ha'atzman ha'chol if he consumed the mice or produce itself. In other words, the original produce which he designated as Miser Shani survived and came to Jerusalem, and then in or, or whatever, even if not, and he went and ate them, then there's nothing he could do. Yitzhak L'shamayim, he should cry out to heaven that God should forgive him. Because he made a big boobo. However, if he didn't consume the original produce, but he consumed the money of the exchange of the produce, then let him restore the money to the original place it was. And he has the money again, and bring it to Jerusalem. Or expend from his money the same amount in Jerusalem... If he can't return the money. So if it was produce he ate, there's nothing that can be be done about it but repent. If it was money he ate, he can restore the money. End of chapter 7.